Welcome to Relational Skills in Real Life, a Thrive Today podcast where we share everyday stories of encouragement and transformation from people using relational skills in their lives. Spend time with us and be inspired by real life examples of how we use relational skills to strengthen and repair our relational connections. We're so glad you're here. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Relational Skills in Real Life podcast. I'm Chris Corsi, the president of Thrive Today and co-creator of Thrive Training. I'm glad you're here. Today's podcast is going to be a good one because we're going to look at our how to recognize our attachment patterns, how to recognize our bonding patterns. This is a big deal. In fact, this is a skill. This is one skill of the 19 skills, and this one skill touches everything. It touches how you feel, how you think, how you relate with others, how you interact, even how you see God. And ultimately, attachments are all about needs being met at the right times with consistency and needs are met in predictable ways. So this is consistent responses, predictable responses that tell me, hey, needs are a bad thing. Needs are a good thing because needs are opportunities for connection and joy. And so for many of us, uh, we've learned some unhelpful things around needs and attachments. So we're going to really look at that today and flesh some of that out. So starting about three months of life, by three months of life, I should say, infants already have a template in place as far as their bonding pattern. So by three months of life, your brain nervous system has already learned something about needs. Are needs met in predictable ways with consistency? That, that help me feel cared for and valued, or are needs not met at the right times? And when needs are not met at the right times, then what happens is your brain has opinions about that. In fact, your survival circuit has opinions about what happens with the attachment center. And so this is, this is a very ingrained response. And I see many couples and work with many families and many leaders who have some unhelpful life experiences around their attachment needs. And this is normally called attachment styles. So recognizing these styles. And so the design is with secure bonds, we learn that the world's a safe place because we have needs and someone responds to meet those needs. When we're hungry, we get food. When we're cold, we get warmth. Um, when we're lonely, we get connection. When we need a new diaper, you get a new diaper. Like needs are met. And they're met with joy and they're met with. So over time, what happens is this secure base is established in your brain and your survival circuit and attachment circuit are very happy with needs because needs are opportunities for connection and joy. But what happens is when uh, parents are not able to respond consistently to the child's needs. And so this is what happens when needs are not met in a timely manner. And what will happen is a child feels neglected or even abandoned. And so what the child learns pretty early on, if this is a pattern, is, you know what? It hurts too much to have needs. I'm going to quit having needs. And so in studies on uh, this dismissive attachment response, in studies of observing children in daycare settings when the parent would drop off the child, when the parent comes back, then what happens is the child is over there playing in the corner 
And the daycare provider says, your child was so good today. I forgot he was even here. He's been over there playing in the corner the whole time. So it looks like a model child. But the reality is uh, this is a dismissive child. And so when that parent dropped off the child, the child just kind of wandered and went to find a toy and play in the corner. When the, when the parent comes back, then what happens is the, the child doesn't change his response. So he's still over there in the corner playing with the toy. Now, internally, the child is responding just like a, a securely attached child. Heart rate speeds up, pupils dilate. So there's this internal reaction that's happening like, ooh, ooh, there's mom, there's mom, there's dad, ooh. But on the outside, you wouldn't know. The child is just minding his own business, playing with his toy. And dismissive children grow up to be dismissive adults that basically are very... Um, independent, like they don't feel like they don't need people. People are just annoyances, bother. As long as I have my computer, I'm fine. As long as I have my my phone, I'm fine. As long as I have whatever it is, I'm And so this is really the result of needs not being met in a timely way. Then there's the distracted children. And distractive children are when the parents are intrusive and they meet the child's needs when it's convenient for the parent. And so what this teaches the child is you always have to be on you never know when the needs are going to be met. So you have to be watching the parent all the time and with expectation. And children become very anxious. They become very clingy in, in a way. And so they're always focused on their needs. And maybe they learn as they get a little older that if I meet your needs, you'll meet my needs. But I have to meet your needs first. So distracted attachment styles uh, really just put us on edge. We just feel like we always have to be on. And then there's the dismissive style, which is I want to be close to you, but you scare me. I want to be close to you, but you you hurt me or you frighten me. And so what happens is, you know, you will see uh, disorganized children when they um, when the parent comes in to pick them up, they will actually crawl backwards. These infants will crawl backwards toward the parent because they don't want to look at the parent's face, or they will um, crawl with banging their head on the floor because they just don't know what to do. It's like going to your car and pressing the accelerator and the brake at the same time. So we see a lot of post-traumatic stress and most mental disorders come out of this style. So you have dismissive, just who needs people? You have distracted, which is what are you doing? Don't leave. I'm not going to let you out of my sight. Um, if I meet your needs, you're going to meet my needs. And then you have disorganizers. I really want to be close to you, but I'm afraid of you. And these styles will show up in our, in our marriages. Predictably, they show up even in our relationship with God. And we'll see God through this lens as he never meets my needs, or I have to do everything right so he doesn't get upset with me, or like I can't trust him. He's he's not trustworthy. Uh, I don't want to put my hope up, get my hopes up because he might let me down, and so we get disorganized. And I have a friend, Sarah. My name, friend Sarah, um, was someone that's really been learning these these skills, and she she learned this particular skill of recognizing attachment styles, and it quickly explained her marriage. It explained how she relates with her husband and how her husband relates with her. It explained how she interacts with her kids and how her kids interact with her. It even explained how uh, a lot about how she interacts with the living God. So she was running on the fumes of fear. And she had discovered that she was very dismissive with her husband. So she her husband was very distracted with her. So she wanted him to do everything. And, and his life revolved around her, every need and every emotion and every feeling and her well-being. And she noticed with the kids as well, she'd get very overwhelmed by their needs. So this really is life-changing. And what we discover is there's pain that drives this bus. So there's attachment loss, there's attachment 
uh, wounding that drives this fear. And so these are patterns learned early in life. They're often repeated over time. And we know from brain science that fear is a horrible motivator. We don't want fear to drive us in our, in our relationships and in our lives and in our thoughts and in our feelings. And so one of the things my friend Sarah did was she helped her children interpret what she was learning. She helped them interpret and understand her experience and how she's passed on some of what she's learned. It's helped her with her husband to be able to start to change those dynamics. And you know what? It changed everything. And so she started learning new response styles. She started practicing relational skills to grow capacity, to develop new pathways in her brain so that joy and love were motivators more than fear. So this this one skill, recognizing these attachment patterns, changed everything. And friends, this is hopeful. As, As we think about where to go from here, we all have learned certain things about our needs, certain things about having needs, what what needs, if they're good or they're bad. We've all learned things, certain patterns, and we can't live in this fallen world for very long before there's pain and and bad things introduced it, or we just don't get some of what we needed. And so the nice thing about this skill is we can recognize where's fear still running the show? Where's fear motivating me in my relationship? And do I have a secure base in how I see my own needs or the needs of other people? Or do I have some other opinions about my needs or the needs of other people? How do I interact with God and relate with God? So this is really a life-changing skill. Um, I write about this in my book, Transforming Fellowship. Uh, If you visit Thrive Today website, um, you could go to the skill. We have some great resources there. And our Thrive training are actually, we are training and equipping people to practice relational skills that build capacity and help us to be able to suffer well and not do things out of fear. So scripture tells us perfect love casts out all fear. And friends, that's good news. We have a God who'll never leave us nor forsake us. And we can find God's peace in those places where peace has disappeared. Thank you for listening. Check the description of this episode for specific resources and visit us at thrivetoday.org anytime. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with friends. We look forward to seeing you next time.